Hey you, this is Jeffrey Wu with the Health Via Modern Nutrition Podcast, the HVMN Podcast. And today we're doing Free Fatty Friday number eight. And today is November 13th, 2020. Now, again, I want to put the question queue on pause and focus and meditate and discuss one concept today. And that concept is compounding. Compound interest, compounding growth, this power of exponential growth behind something that can be seemingly so small and so incremental, compounding over time consistently, stably, ends up being exponentially powerful. And this is very counterintuitive towards our uh, physics, our linear physics-driven mind, right? Because when you look at a ball flying or animal running, these things are moving linearly and very few things in nature actually move exponentially. Essentially, nuclear fission or nuclear fusion are some of the two things that happen exponentially. And that's why they are so counterintuitively powerful. The same thing relates to the power of compounding. So I want to spend this free fatty Friday talking about compounding and how it relates to our health, how it relates to how we choose to spend time with certain types of people, and ultimately how the power of ideas can compound. So hopefully this will be a valuable thought-inspiring monologue here as we explore the concept of compounding. Let's define compounding mathematically. In simple mathematics, think about something that is compounding exponentially. So it's something that is regularly and stably going to some power and that power increases over time. If we take an example of 1% improvement, whether that's you're getting 1% smarter every single day and you do that for 365 days for a full year, or you take kind of gross example, let's take money, you have $1,000 and you have an interest that pays 1% interest every single day. Well, 1.01 to the 365th power is almost 40. So meaning that if you have $1,000 in the bank account and you get 1% interest a day and that compounds, at the end of one year, you have almost $40,000 because 1.01 to 365 is almost 40. So in that sense, if you can get 1% smarter every single day, you will literally become 38, 39, you know, 37, 38 times smarter, close to 40 times smarter. Exponential compounding is very unnatural. But you can see that simply from just something that's so incremental, just a 1% improvement compounded over time turns into something that is completely massive and counterintuitive. So another way to think about this that's maybe less abstract and more physical is thinking about a flywheel. Uh, these are the little spin wheels that people play around with where you blow and then you get more and more momentum as this wheel spins. And that's another way to visualize this, com this concept of compounding. As you get momentum to move something, it's kind of like activation energy. Once you get things moving and you put more and more energy into that system, it becomes easier and easier and easier. So that might be more helpful for more, more visual learners or more physical, uh, less abstract learners to think about mathematics, the, 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 
the abstract numerical outcomes of compounding interest and exponentials versus more of a physical system for this notion of activation energy to get something moving. And once it's moving, it becomes really, really, really easy to move things really, really fast. Now, why is the idea of compounding so interesting? Well, I think a simple way to think about it is that the most interesting paradigm shifting innovations or ideas really have compounding effects on our own life and our own realities. So if we can understand how to unlock the compounding nature of ourselves as individuals, our teams, our communities, our nation states, that will likely, I think, be one of the most powerful levers to improve ourselves and improve our circumstances. So really understanding this counterintuitive exponential function, whether that's for business, whether that's for health, whether that's for culture, I think really understanding and then mastering and potentially leveraging this concept in our everyday practice. Because again, if we can do something consistently, that's a little bit of improvement over a long period of time. Again, it goes out back to the compounding nature. If it's 1% improvement and you do that consistently day after day, after day, after day, after day, in one year, you're literally 37, 38 times bigger than you were day one. So again, that's very counterintuitive, but once you look at the math, look at the power, you're like, wow, unlocking and having that power behind your sales turns you into a completely different beast very, very quickly. So I'm going to break down this idea of compounding in three different buckets and uh, explore this with you. So one very valuable approach in terms of where I apply compounding is to health. And specifically in health is the amount of productive time we have in our limited human lifespan. We're all, if we're lucky, get, you know, 70, 80, 90, hopefully even longer years of consciousness on this planet. And clearly some people seem to do much more with that time than others. And what is that difference? Well, I think clearly people are allocating their time more valuably. And well, I'll talk about what I've seen patterns in terms of what those patterns are in terms of associating with the right types of people as well as contemplating the right types of ideas. But one just even more fundamental aspect is if you have more time to compound, like you have more life, again, it's like 1.01 to the 365 versus 1.01 to the 1,000. I mean, 1.01 to 1,000 power is what? Let's just do the math real quick. That's almost 21,000 X. So 1.01 to 365 is 37, 38 X. And then just three years of compounding is literally almost 21,000 X. Again, very counterintuitive for the length is only three X, but the number is almost a hundred X in terms of multiple on the starting position. So in that lens, if you and I have more time, more productive time, then we can get a lot more done. We can expand, grow, learn so much more. So that's where I really focus a lot of my time and energy trying to master and understand metabolism and physiology and longevity. Because if I can expand the time that I'm smart, productive, efficient, and really pushing and thriving and not just being alive, 
that compounding nature of my productive efforts can go that much further. So that's why I think it's ultimately very important to invest into metabolic health, healthy diet, healthy exercise, healthy, healthy sleep patterns. Because if you can increment just 10% increased lifespan, you can get, you know, 10x more compounding time to expand out your knowledge, to expand out your resources, to expand out your, your ability to influence the world around us. So we have to start with ourselves. If I only have 30 years to live or one more day to live, there's just not that much I can do. Even if you're the richest or most powerful person in the world and you have five days to live, this your ability to impact reality around us is limited. Just, there's just not that much you can do in 100 hours. So you know, regardless of physical power or money, if you don't have time to implement change, well, then you, you, you die and you go in the grave and you're no longer influential in the mortal realm. So again, that's why focusing on investing in health and is so important. And then you might argue, well, is that extra workout or is eating ketogenic or is stabilizing my blood glucose that valuable? Well, maybe on a single day, it doesn't matter, right? Like I can eat a candy bar today and we're all resilient. The human body is not designed to be so such a snowflake. Like we'll be able to metabolize that, that cookie or that candy bar quite nicely. But again, if we go back to compounding, if you consistently spike your blood sugar day after day after day over an entire year, over a decade, and you have this compounding damage that may be exponential, then you actually detract overall performance, overall health span that long period of time. So to me, it's less so about the individual action. It's about the pattern over a long period of time that I care about. So that's the motivation, the inspiration for myself when I have an easy option to go drink that extra alcoholic beverage at a friend's party or to skip a workout because I'm feeling lazy or eat that delicious cake. You know, I, I will indulge on circumstance and I will not hate myself for it, but I think about the long-term compounding effect of this behavior over days, weeks, months, years, decades. I'm playing for the long game, not for the immediate uh, short-term animal dopamine serotonin hit. I'm greedy long-term. So when I think about that short-term indulgence, I think about the long-term goals of trying to learn and enjoy as much of our limited time on earth as possible. And given the compounding nature of life, I want to have longer amounts of time to compound those experiences and those assets and that knowledge over that time. So hopefully that gives you a sense of why focusing on health, nutrition, exercise, healthy behaviors is valuable. Not just because I want to lecture you on, oh, do the right thing. It's framing it within a context of compounding power of these healthy behaviors and how it stacks and becomes exponentially valuable over that long period of time. Now let's move on to lens two or topic two in which we can analyze compounding and that's people and one thing that i've realized in my career 
in my very, very short blip of a lifespan on this planet is that some relationships and some people really push you and cause that exponential growth where other people basically stabilize you or keep you at the same level of performance. And maybe another way to express the same thing is that if you look at performance of people, if we stack rank people, we see a parallel distribution of outcomes. You have people that are top of the field, whether you're LeBron James, a Kanye West, or a Elon Musk, or a Jeff Bezos, their ability as a single person with a compounding infrastructure beneath them, their impact is literally exponentially more than someone like me who has much less of an infrastructure, right? Like these people are literally speaking and influencing millions of people and billions of dollars of assets and infrastructure. And associating and being elevated with people that can push you to that level is, is massive because we have limited time. And if you choose to spend time with someone that can have exponential or compounding improvements on your dreams, your goals, your skill sets versus someone that is the 10th best or the 100th best or the 1,000th best or someone that's not even on the list. Well, again, because the compounding parallel nature of the, of the learning, the outcomes, it's a very big difference of who and where to spend your time with. It really matters. And one thing that I've observed is that and I, I like this Benjamin, I believe it's a Benjamin Franklin quote. It's, it's uh, if you want something done, ask a busy person to do it. Because again, it's going back to the compounding fact that the people who get things done end up having more and more projects to even work on and they have more and more work to do. And the ones that really shine and really master this productivity are people that figure out processes and systems to be able to handle that much bandwidth. And you almost want to focus on the busiest person you know and try to learn, copy, figure out like what they're doing right because the busier they are, it's like that flywheel. Like they've f f clearly figured out something, some magic combination of infrastructure, mindset, a team, the people around them where they can get a lot done. So now it might be counterintuitive, but when you think about people that you want to do business with or explore ideas with. It's sometimes the obvious, uh, the first answer might be, hey, find someone who has time because they have time to work with you. But I think what I've realized is that, no, 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 no. If they have free time, they're probably not on that escape velocity of compounding experience, compounding network, compounding value. Find the busiest person you know and ask them and try to get them to work with you. And I think that's been one of the most beautiful realizations I've learned in my personal life over my career, which is that as I find and work and learn from people that are very, very busy, I can really accelerate my own personal maturation and clarity of thought because these people have clearly learned at an exponentially deeper, more meaningful, more visceral pace than people that do have time. So I think when you have time by people and where, again, we have limited by time, then the people that we surround ourselves 
uh, get that much more valuable because those are the influences that justify and 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 influence what we think is valuable, what we think are worthy causes to spend time on. And you might say, Jeff, well, I don't know these people. I I, I can't have access to Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or Kanye West or Pablo Picasso or Alexander the Great or Genghis Khan. And that's true. I don't have access to them either. But the great thing about language, about technology, about information sharing is that, and I think the great thing about podcasts is that I feel like I can actually understand these people by reading biographies, by listening to their podcasts, where you can get a sense of their personality, their process, their genius by trying to learn from them through a biography, from their writing, from their podcast. So another way to think about it is that if you can't have an in-person conversation with someone that's high performing, why not do the next best thing, which is have a simulated conversation essentially by learning through their biography and their podcast. And I feel like that's been actually a very good shortcut for me. And that's why I'm a huge fan of podcasts, long-form conversations, and reading history and reading biography is because while I cannot contemplate and discuss and debate Marcus Aurelius, I can read his meditations, his journals, and understand his mindset as he's going through a very stressful time as a Roman Empire is being invaded by barbarians and what he needs to do to develop a stoic philosophy to be productive, to have courage, to move forward in a very stressful and dangerous time. So in that sense, you do not need to limit the people that you spend time with, with people that you spend time in reality. I mean, we're in COVID time. I, I barely, I don't really even see people in person, but I have Zoom calls. So why not have a podcast or a reading where it's basically a Zoom call in the sense that you can at least understand through written language or oral language, that person, that mindset. I think that's why the best podcasts are long form and discursive because you can really understand the personality, the thinking, the frameworks behind what drives that person. So to me, I don't think of my people network that's limited by the people I grew up in my neighborhood or the people I went to college with or the coworkers I have. I think about, I don't even think about it limited by space and time. I want my peers to be Genghis Khan, Caesar, Alexander. I want my peers to be the very most interesting humans across the history of mankind, of humankind. That is something that we should think about and focus ourselves. Let's not limit the people that we're inspired by just by who we randomly are born into in terms of our neighborhood. Our inspiration, our network should be across the space-time continuum. Why not pretend to have a conversation of what you, you know, through uh, Steve Jobs and through his interviews, his works? Why not understand his mind through all of the historical record? Why not understand Attila the Hun or the first emperor of China or these interesting characters that have went through much harder times than you or I who have access to internet have modernity, have running food and water. I think when you have a historical context, it's it makes the challenges of modernity almost trivial. 
And once you have that lens, it feels like the problems that we have, you and I today, are very, very tractable. And this goes into a nice third segue, which is the compounding value of ideas. And there's another great quote. Um, There might be another another Benjamin Franklin quote, but like it's something to the effect of uh, small minds gossip about people, great minds talk about, you know, something or medium minds talk about some medium level and then great minds talk about ideas. I totally butcher that quote. But the, the point here is that I've focused my time and energy focusing on ideas. I think so much of our energy is focused on gossip. It's Trump this, Biden that, Kim Kardashian that, celebrity that. And, and, and those are just like national kind of shared characters that we're all talking about. But like even with their own lives, oh, this person is dating that person, girlfriend, boyfriend, straight, gay, you know, black, white. There's so much like just trivial discussion on arbitrary people activities. But these are such narrow non-compounding ideas. I think the most interesting things that make my life beautiful is thinking about the concepts that can compound. And then beyond that, thinking about a cluster, an ensemble, an entourage of ideas that unlock things that are not covered in a single discipline alone. So another way to put that is, I think where I found the most beauty, the most interestingness, is being multidisciplinary across a number of fields. And in some way, I've, again, you cannot connect the dots moving forward, but looking backwards, being classically trained computer scientists at Stanford, and then going into the human performance, metabolism, physiology world, I feel like I have a very unique lens as I try to solve problems within health, metabolism, physiology, longevity, anti-aging. I feel like I, I, it's just, it just phenomenally interesting to think about how the algorithms, how machine learning, how AI, how systems principles can be applied to physiology, metabolism. And then when I'm talking to MDs classically trained in just biology, there's real knowledge sharing because I can translate and understand their domain and also bridge it to cross the functional domains. And, 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 and from there, you have this exponential compounding factor of unlocking newer, more interesting ideas. And I think that's been the magic sauce behind this podcast in terms of the awesome conversations that we've had, but also the business, the culture, the focus, the research, and my personal research areas, just at the intersection of engineering and physiology, engineering and metabolism. And because I don't even care about physical bounds, it's just been fun to just explore the the territory between therapeutics on the medicine side to enhancement in terms of making better humans. And that could be uh, more enhanced metabolic organic humans, or it could be uploading consciousness to the cloud. I don't see these boundaries because to me, as I've collected frameworks and ideas across disciplines, across academic fields, I feel like I just am following the footsteps of Plato, of Socrates, of Aristotle, just being a natural philosopher, just trying to be curious, learn from the experts across all fields, 
and just find truth. So as we go through compounding effects of health, compounding effects of finding the right people, and then ultimately finding the compounding nature of the right ideas altogether, I think that ultimately has informed a lot of my life philosophy, which is that I simply want to learn as much about this universe as possible before I die. I have a very simple mission. I just want to understand everything. And once I understand everything, I'm happy to die. And that, I think, is a very elegant thesis statement that channels across why it's important to have improved health because then I have more time to reach that asymptote of understanding everything. Now, I'm not delusional. I'm not egomaniac. I don't expect to learn everything, but I think it's a great limit to have. Hey, like that should be a, like we're never going to reach perfection, but I think it's great to have a goal that is inspiring. So to me, I just want to have a high goal of just understanding everything. And I know I'm not going to reach there, but it's something that will motivate me to focus on my health, to focus on increasing the lifespan, the health span, the amount of productive time I can do researching, learning, and innovating, and creating, and debating, and exploring. And that also is motivating in terms of compounding with people. And another subtle effect around compounding is that what I've realized is that great people know other great people. And that's been one of the awesome side effects of being a part of HVMN, running a podcast, is that I have met so many awesome people that are really at the top of their field. And as I speak to them, I can pick patterns from each of these individuals who are at the top of their field and connect that and bridge that to other people in uh, that are masters in a completely different field. So from cycling to speed skating to special operations to the to academics to entrepreneurship to philosophy to computer science it's simultaneously inspiring to see how rich the human experience is but also how similar the drive the ambition the curiosity is across those disciplines so it is at one point humbling and Another point, just awe-inspiring to see that everyone that are the best in their field just feel very much the same. Everyone is just seeking truth. And by associating and finding people that match that desire, and again, it doesn't have to actually be in physical space-time synchronicity. You can find those peers through podcasts, right? Like, not to put myself in that 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 category, but when I'm talking to you right now, we're not synchronized in the space space and time. But I think through this monologue, you have a sense of my personality, my thinking, my framework, and you can borrow, steal, evolve, incorporate these ideas into your own life. And we can have this conversation. And I think with social media, with internet technology, we can have these asynchronous conversations. So don't limit your your community with just the people that are born in your neighborhood and are just in your time era. Commune, have friends, have peers across time span. Why not try to incorporate the best of Nikola Tesla with, I don't know, Aristotle and, 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 and Galileo and Copernicus and try to collate your peer of people that is your tribe and doesn't have to be a physical 
space-time synchronous tribe. It can be across a historical record. And ultimately what that leads to is just a focus on the most inspiring ideas. And again, I think small people talk and gossip about other people, great people think talk about ideas. And that's ultimately uh, is something that I, I love to just spend the rest of my life thinking about, which is exploring concepts, bridging concepts, and just pushing the limits of understanding of reality of our universe. And this is hopefully something that I like evolving Free Fatty Fridays to because, you know, and maybe admittedly, I think a lot of the questions that I've been getting are very almost pedestrian. And that's not to say you can't ask those questions to me, but I love, you know, popping out of just ketosis or fasting because, yes, I've essentially answered a thousand variations of different fasting, nutrition, protocols. And of course, there's nuances and details there. But I love talking about the frameworks that that make me allow allows me to make judgments or prescriptions or commentary on what I think is a proper or, or, or an appropriate consideration of how to incorporate something new into your life. So if we can do that for everything, and it, it, to me, it's like, if you understand how to derive all of electromagnetism or relativity or quantum mechanics, you don't need to memorize the small formulas because you can derive them as they come up. So to me, it's like if you have this tree of knowledge and there's so many little factoids that are leaves, if you can start understanding the branches and then the, eventually the core trunk, everything can be derived if you have the core ideas right. And that is what we should be searching for. We should be searching for an improved health span so we can you have the energy, have the lifespan to then focus on the right people to help us find the right core trunk of knowledge. So this is Free Fatty Night Friday number eight. I hope this sparked some thought and I'd love to have this conversation across space time, right? We can have an asynchronous conversation about compounding, about how this notion of compounding affects health span, how this notion of compounding affects people selection, how this notion of compounding affects idea selection. I hope this was a fun discussion around this topic. Hopefully it sparked some some ideas in you and i'd love to hear what those ideas might be again if you appreciate this conversation this thought the best way to support is to do all the algorithmically good stuff meaning five stars thumbs up subscribe comment and share i know me and my team read all the comments and we really really appreciate it so i'm gonna wrap it up here this is jeff Wu. Hope you do something that makes you stronger, more resilient. Do it every single day. That's how you compound. Uh, I, one little tagline that uh, I'd love to get your feedback on is do something every day that makes you harder to kill. It's a little bit uh, maybe barbaric, but I think it's tongue in cheek. And I think it matches like the energy and the vibe well, which is, hey, compound and do something that makes you stronger. So every day, do something that makes you harder to kill. Jeff Wu out.